SMSs and tweets coming in for the Natalie Germanos uh, question. How long has Natalie Germanos been in broadcasting? I think I'll give it away in the interview. Let's find out. I started with, uh, I really wanted to actually do commentary. I've wanted to do it for a really long time. And um, I went through school thinking commentary or marine biology, actually. That was my other option. <laughs> and I had a look at the options for marine biology, and I possibly would have had to move to Cape Town, look at bursaries because it's expensive, all sorts of things. And I decided to apply for a, uh, a little scholarship that I ended up getting. And it was to do sports management. And I ended up meeting Jeff Lunsky, who is the fitness trainer at Gauteng Cricket. He's actually still there. And he was one of my lecturers. A bit of a crazy man, but a really good lecturer and an amazing fitness trainer. And he gave me a producer's number. And I ended up speaking to the man. He was actually called Don van der Berg at the time. He was a producer at SABC Sport for a while. And he ended up giving me my first gig. And it started from there. And it was amazing how quickly it happened. We met at the Wanderers the one day. Zimbabwe were playing South Africa. He said, come and have a look and see what it's like and then all of a sudden about two days later I got a contract come let's try you out semi-finals World Cup and it was the Women's World Cup as well which was great I thought it was a fabulous way to start and it just happened to be on my birthday on the 5th of April you talk cricket and we just assume it's Natalie Jumanis it must be cricket where does that that sport love come from it's, it's a man's sport it is a man's sport uh, well it's changing which is good to hear because obviously the ladies are doing pretty well but the amazing thing is the amount of women that are behind the scenes is incredible it really is but uh, I suppose it was one of those, if you can't beat him, join him kind of things, because my brothers were into cricket. My dad was heavily into cricket. He played himself. And it was always on the TV. We didn't have the likes of DSTV, multiple channels back then. So it was one channel. That was what you have, and that's it. So we ended up watching cricket just about 24-7. It was in our backyard. We ended up building a net in the backyard as well. So it was just one of those things. I just decided to, to start. And fortunately, in high school, we put together a ladies' team, and it went well. So that was where it pretty much started, the love for the game. Talk about broadcasting. I can, I can sit here and I can spout on about sport. That's easy. Read it off the wires. Commentary is a different ball game. You have to draw those pictures. Where does that come from in your head, That being able to describe things? Well, I was very lucky to have a, an amazing mentor. His name's Glenn Mitchell. He'd been in broadcasting for 20 years worked for the ABC in Australia and what an amazing commentator he's done all sports as well which is wonderful he's a multi-sports commentator done Olympics he's done four of them he's done Paralympics cycling anything you could just about name it he's done it and he taught me the basics of commentary which really does make a massive difference when you know the basics mm. of commentary things like when to give the score how to describe the bowler running up when to talk when you're not supposed to talk etc etc and, and he taught me the basics of commentary and it made a massive difference because then from there you put your own personality into it and you put your own flair he always said you, you copy substance you don't copy style which I really liked. You have your own style, you have your own personality, but you copy the basics and the rules and what is you supposed to do on radio to create the right picture mm. and, of course, make sure that you make, make it about the action that's in front of you. And he taught me that. And, and what a massive difference it made to my career. And I was able then, obviously, from there, to create my own personality in it and to do it my own way, but still using those basics and the rules that are there for commentary. And they apply to all sports, which is also, which makes a massive difference as well. If you want to move into other sports, mm. you can do that. Well, getting into other sports in a minute, but I just want to know, you've just done the Cricket World Cup. Uh, technically, I imagine, very difficult because it's because of the way you do it. But where do you, do you keep pieces of paper? Do you have computers? 
where does all that information come from? When there's rain, how do you carry on talking? I am one of those people who research herself broken, quite literally, because I, I, I worked it out leading up to the World Cup, which started on the 14th of February, mm. just those couple of weeks after the West Indies tour. I was working about four or five hours a day just on research sure. because that's just how I am. I love to research and I enjoy researching as well because you find things that you're like, oh, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that. And, and there was a lot of things that came up with that research. And I always do that for every tour. I probably did more for this World Cup than I would normally do because of the fact that it's multi-team, doing every game for SFM as well. I made sure that you have all that information there. And, of course, you've got teams you don't normally see like Afghanistan and the UAE. So I, I spend a lot of time researching. And, yes, I have papers in front of me. Yeah. I have my score book, which I still use. Not a lot of commentators still use that. Many radio commentators use that. A, a, a pen and paper. Book. Pen and paper. Not the traditional score book that yeah. the scorers would use, but a pen and paper. I draw up my own scorecard. E- each one of the commentators has their own way of doing it. Right. Neil Manthorpe does it. Asim Kota does it. And it's, it's not the TV commentators. They don't generally do it. But the radio commentators, you'll see, they'll have their own score book. They'll write their own score book. I have my laptop in front of me as well with all the information. Yeah. So I have all of that <laughs> at hand. Fortunately, I'm lucky that I do have a decent memory and I do remember a lot of what I research, especially mm. if I do my own research and my own stats. I do remember a lot of it. Okay, let's talk about this 10 years that you've been around. You've obviously seen a lot happen, not only in cricket, but in sport in South Africa. It's a wonderful journey that we've been able to go on. Uh, what, what would you say is your best moment? Let's, let's focus on cricket, first of all. I think my best moment was probably be, be Jacques Callis' first double hundred, his mm. test double. And the reason is, obviously, it took a long time to happen, but I happened to be on air at the time doing commentary. It was at Centurion against India, and I can remember the feeling, I can remember the crowd, how the, the euphoria that was created, the energy, the energy from the other players as well in the dressing room and how happy they were for him. And being on air was a real, a real privilege, really, mm. to be on air at a time like that. It, it's part of history. And that's definitely one of my moments that stand out. The 438 game, if you look at an ODI format, that will stand out, of course, because it was just an incredible feat. And to be able to be a part of that and be at the stadium, well, again, yeah. I was lucky enough to be working on the game, yes, for SFM and nice. also for Radio 2000 as well. So it was, I was very, very lucky to be there. And I don't think I can ever forget to the crowd. And the, the, they called it the bull ring for a reason. Mm. Which is your favorite cricket crowd? Newlands, because of the, um, the obviously the scenery, it's beautiful. You, you, when you're there and you look to your right-hand side from the commentary box, you can see Table Mountain. It doesn't look like it belongs there. You can't <laughs> describe it enough. and You have to really see it to understand. It doesn't look like it belongs there. It looks like someone just placed it there for the cricket game that's going on kind of thing. Wanderers is also an, um, an amazing ground when it's full. The, the atmosphere is unbelievable, and it's created more in that ground than anything else. St. George's, I like it because of the commentary box. You feel like you're on the field. Mm. Where you're sitting in commentary and doing that and doing your reporting, it's ro- it feels like you're on the field. You can't actually see the boundary rope unless you stand up. That's how close you are to the ground. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Well said. You've, you've included three, three cities there. That's very diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about being a woman in, in sport broadcasting. It must be very tough, not only to get the players to realize, to take you seriously, I guess. It must have been a challenge right at the beginning, but other commentators as well. Tell us that challenge. Yeah, it, it, is, it is a challenge because they look at you and automatically will say, what do you know about the game? And I can understand that because a lot of people don't realize that 
women do play the game. There's still people out there that don't know that women do play the game. And I did play it. I coached for 10 years as well. So I've been involved in the game, maybe not at the highest level, not at professional level where, you know, you, you coach in the proteas or anything like that. But at the same time, I was involved with the development of the game and playing the game. I went to Argentina and was able to, to coach over there as well for six months and play the game there. So you could say I've played international cricket, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you would count that. But... It's, it, it is an incredible challenge, and it's a challenge that in the beginning was very, very hard to get your head around because you know what you know, and you feel like you belong there, but there's a lot of people. It's almost like you're hitting a wall all the time, and and this was changed around through years and years of working really, really hard and, and putting in the effort, which I was able to do. Um, but I, I think having somebody like a Kaz Naidu made a massive difference. You know, seeing her do it, hearing her on radio, hearing her doing the, the presentations, doing... Um, presenting and then eventually commentary on TV as well. It it made me realise it is possible. It is something to do, and you've got somebody to look up to. And also, she she helped me as well. Yeah. She was there for me, and it made a massive difference. She broke a lot of ground, and then I was able to break my own ground with the things that I was doing as well. But eventually, you do get people who come on your side. The men eventually are realising, okay, maybe she knows what she's talking about, and you do gain respect. Anybody has to gain respect in this business, but it is a bit harder for women. I was going to say it. <laughs> I was speaking to a couple of people and you know, we'll talk about commentary and there's always that woman on 2000 or that woman on radio it, it does that hurt you a little not really I must be honest if I, I know some people will form their opinion the first time you hear a woman's voice mm, okay mm. and then they, they say well what do you know their first opinion is that if I can win over 10% of those people I feel like I've done a good job because you're not going to win over everybody it is impossible to it's have everyone like you it's also the rest don't matter really. well, well if, if, if they're not willing to change or willing to listen that is their choice at the end of the day but it is impossible to get everyone to like you and that was one of the hardest lessons I've learned in this business it's, criticism is hard and when people say things that when you see, whether you see it in social media or you hear it say things like what does she know what is she doing she's a terrible commentator whatever it hurts of course it does but you need to understand not everybody's going to like you it is absolutely impossible also one of the toughest jobs on radio I'm telling you now radio commentary of cricket good luck to you <laughs> <laughs> you, you obviously do other sports as well that, that's all come with it so what else what else it, it piques your interest what is not the job and what is the, the fun things that you do fun things that I do I'm lucky enough to play volleyball I play a bit of beach volleyball at the moment and hopefully getting back into indoor volleyball which I played for a number of years and I really enjoy that I was in coaching for a really long time and enjoyed that I just haven't had enough time unfortunately my, my boss at SFM she's been pretty busy at the moment and, and throws a lot of work my way and, and I'm absolutely loving it because I've been lucky enough with SFM to be able to do tennis as well and I've really enjoyed that because I coached tennis for many years netball I played and coached netball I've been able to do that with SFM as well and I've really really enjoyed that with 2000 I've been fortunate enough to, to break into a bit of football as well uh, did the Olympic football for, for SFM with the ladies team and, and really enjoyed it so I've been lucky enough to branch out into other sports and I think it's important to be an all-rounder as well. It's one thing, yes, to be part of, of cricket and do cricket commentary, but I think you need to, to broaden your horizons a bit. Even if you're just writing in cricket, you're still broadening your horizons a bit and changing things up, and I think that is very important. A young girl sitting at home right now saying, maybe I can do what Natalie's doing. Give me one piece of advice. Don't give up, ever. Don't give up, ever. Just, just totally keep pushing all the time. Push the boundaries. You're going to have to do that. You're going to have to push hard and just do your work. Make sure you put the work in and it, and it can happen for you. But just keep pushing. Don't ever give up. Happy birthday, Natalie Jumana. She's been in broadcasting for 10 years, as you heard me say in that interview.